So, how does it feel when you play Roll Up to Win with Tim Hortons? Buy a hot or cold beverage using the Tim's app and find out. Roll in the app for a chance to win prizes ranging from free coffee and donuts to a Universal Orlando Resort vacation or a sweet car. Oh, don't forget the TV. And this year, every roll is a shot at a $1,000 daily giveaway drawing for two $500 prizes. Roll up to win and get treated by Tim's. No purchase necessary. Account registration required. 50 US and DC 18 plus entered by 4223. See rules at rolluptowin.com for free entry of full details. Void in Florida and where prohibited. Right, we are back with part two of the Alyssa Turney case. If you haven't listened to part one, I suggest you do that. It is the episode right before this one. And in that one, I just go over all like the basics of the case. And it's kind of needed to understand some of the stuff I'm going to talk about in this episode. Because I go a little more in depth into the oddities of the case and why myself and many others believe Michael Turney is the suspect and overall, like, killer in this case. That's, I don't know how else to word it. That's how I'm going to word it. Um, if you haven't been keeping up with us on social media, please follow us on Twitter at Great Unsolved. I finally got a website together with all of the podcast episodes as well as all of the blog posts so that's awesome that is going to be linked in the description as well as our patreon i finally got a patreon together i didn't really want to because we've only been around for four months but i asked a lot of people in the community and they're like no you can start one whenever it really doesn't matter so i started one and i'm not doing this for the money, but I believe if I was able to supplement some income through the Patreon, I would be able to cover more cases. And that's the overall goal with this podcast is to get as many cases into the public eye as possible because that's how they get solved. So if you would like to, that link will be in the description as well. And it's in like the overall podcast description at like the top of whatever you're listening from. So it is snowing out. It's quite windy. So if you hear some weird noises, it might be that. I'm also in the same room with my bunny, my cat, and my hamster. So it could be them also. They're all pretty loud. They're all pretty active right now. So just ignore any weird sounds that there might be. And let's just get into the Alyssa Turney case. Before we actually jump into the case, I do have a promo from another podcast that focuses on true crime. The podcast name is All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. So let's listen to their promo quick and then we'll jump right in. Do you like it weird and dark? Listen to two redheads talk about true crime, paranormal, and other dark subjects on All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. Now on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and more. Explicit language and trigger warnings. This is not for everyone. We talk hard. So now we're going to get into some even weirder, like, parts of Michael Turney's life and the case overall. So after Alyssa went missing, it was discovered that Mike was hiding cameras in vents in the home. Normal parents don't do that. 
even in one of the interviews in the VFJ podcast, which definitely go follow that podcast, it is Sarah Turney's podcast. She is the sister of Alyssa Turney, and she goes in depth on so many different pieces of this case. But I was listening to that, and there was an interview with one of Alyssa's best friends from high school. And she said the first time she walked into the living room, she asked Alyssa, is that a camera in your vent? And Alyssa said, like, probably they're everywhere, something along those lines. Um, The friend noticed it right away because there was a blinking light like cameras have. And it's, that's just creepy. Like, if you want in-home security cameras, which I'm against because I think that's an invasion of privacy, unless, like, you're going on vacation and you want them there just in case someone breaks in, I don't know. You shouldn't have them on all the time. But the fact that he tried to hide it in the vent makes me so uncomfortable. It's just, like, everyone knew it was there, too. So I don't know why he was still trying to hide it. He has videos of, like, Alyssa and her boyfriend making out on the couch and stuff. And that is, that's wrong. (laughs) That's very wrong. He had he sent videos of Alyssa with boys from long before she went missing to like the police and that's just insanely creepy I don't know why he did that or maybe he was saying like look at these people maybe they did something but still super creepy he also says he reviewed the security footage from the day Alyssa went missing and there was nothing on it So he didn't give it to police. Uh, Like, that footage has never been seen by police. It's only been seen by him, and he said, oh, there's nothing on it, you don't need to see it. And police have never been able to recover it. So not seeing Alyssa leaving the home is pushing police towards thinking that maybe Alyssa never left the home, and Mike Turney has never given them something to prove otherwise. What I don't understand is if there really was, like, nothing on that tape, if it was just, like, Alyssa leaving or something, why didn't Mike Turney give it to police? That would have, like, cleared his name if you could see Alyssa walking out of the home on her own accord. But he's never given them that evidence, so he's obviously never been cleared. That's why we're talking about this. It was also discovered that there was a phone recording system on the home telephone. Like, Sarah Turney states, this was going all the time. Which, once again, is really creepy. Why do you need to record all the conversations? That doesn't make any sense. So, police should have been able to get a tape of this, like, phone recording from when Mike Turney claims Alyssa called a week after going missing. He has never produced this tape. He simply says that it doesn't exist. Somehow, the phone recording was not turned on for that one specific call, even though most people in their right mind would have it on even more if their child was missing, because that could provide really needed evidence. Mike Turney did turn in the records of that phone call. So my question from last episode still stands. How was there a record if Alyssa never made it out of the house? Like, 
was this record just a fiction record? Like, he just made it up? I don't know. I'm very confused by that point, but I still believe Alyssa never made it out of that house alive. Mike kept refusing to go to the police for interviews, which causes suspicion no matter what. He always maintains that he's willing to come in for interviews, but the police never called him for an interview, which is completely the opposite of official reports. So Mike Turney's always like, yeah, I'll come in for an interview. I have nothing to hide. And the police are like, okay, come in for an interview. And then he refuses. So that doesn't really back him up that great, but nothing really backs him up that great. He seems to be making all the wrong moves. Eventually, though, he did start sending letters accusing the police of corruption and conspiracy, showing that he is probably not that mentally stable, which, once again, gives police more reason to suspect him rather than less reason to suspect him. So I don't think I'm totally going in order, obviously, because I'm terrible at like writing down notes in chronological order. So if I'm jumping around, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to get all the pieces as well put together as I can. So now I want to talk about like how Mike Turney stated that the electrical union hurt Alyssa. Just let that sink in for a minute. His story is that he used to work as an electrician and the union has something against him for being a whistleblower about working conditions. So much so that they killed his daughter and put her body in California. That makes perfect sense, right? That just it totally doesn't raise any alarms of his mental health. This just kind of seems like the idea of a crazy person. Why would an electrical union be so against you for something like that? First of all, they get complaints all the time, I'm sure. Any union does. And they definitely wouldn't kill your daughter over something dumb like that. Forensic Psychologists state that Mike Turney had an unhealthy need for complete control and most likely had some kind of emotional problem, which would really explain his and Alyssa's relationship. He needed control over her and he needed to just control every aspect in her life because he needed to be the most important thing in her life and he was making sure that's what was happening. In December of 2008, the police and SWAT went to the Turney home to try and recover the video recordings and audio recordings. They did have a warrant at this time. The reason they brought SWAT is because Michael Turney is just not stable as they saw it and they knew he owned guns. They did detain him that day to interview and get fingerprints. That was their, like, original plan. They were just going to do an interview, get his fingerprints, let him go home once they had the tapes. When they detained him, they waited for him to, like, walk out to the mailbox and then went after him. He had two pistols and seven things of ammo on him as well as a knife. 
that seems a little overarmed for someone walking out to their mailbox or in general. I'm all for like concealed carry or open carry. It's the law, you do what you want, but that's a little much. No one needs that much. So they went into the house and it was destroyed. It kind of looked like someone broke in and rummaged through everything, but that's just how Michael Turney was living at this time. They found a total of 19 guns and there were a lot of assault style weapons and silencers. In Mike's room, 26 pipe bombs were found as well as a manifesto against the union. He was planning a mass murder here. And in later interviews, police stated that Mike Turney was probably only days from carrying out this mass murder. So they came right in time. This is what caused him to be actually arrested. As I said before, he was not planned to be arrested that day. In his room, they also found bondage porn videos and a commercially, oh my gosh, commercially made snuff film, which causes even more concern for Alyssa's case and Alyssa's well-being during her life or like at this time if people still believed she was alive. The specific scene of the snuff film was looped four times on another disc. Like he didn't just want to watch the whole film. He wanted to watch the like gory part of it time after time after time after time. I want to say here that like bondage or other kinky sex stuff doesn't make someone a bad person. Like you do whatever you want consensually and there's no problem there. Like if you guys are both consensually agreeing to this, you do whatever the hell you want. The stuff film though is a lot more concerning. People don't have those. First of all, pretty sure they're illegal. Secondly, pretty sure no sane person enjoys those but that just causes a lot like that's just I don't know that's a lot of cause for concern like all of that paired with everything else in his home paints a much darker picture than just some kinky porn being around during the same raid I guess you could call it of his home police found contracts that Alyssa signed and they were notarized somehow, that said she was never molested by Michael Turney. So, like, what the fuck? A contract to say you haven't been molested shows almost undoubtedly that you've been molested by whoever made you sign that contract. Innocent people don't make you sign contracts saying they didn't do something criminal. Friends were even able to corroborate that Alyssa had stories of not only physical abuse, but sexual abuse as well. Even Mike Turney's son said that Mike sexually abused her. Mike Turney refused to talk to police or take a lie detector test, but he was fine talking to the show 2020. He stated on the show that he did not have bombs in that house. He only had firecrackers and other things to make noise. He believes that police planted the bombs, but he did state that the manifesto was his, in which 
he states he has to kill at least 12 people, but he says he never wrote that. So obviously, he totally never wrote that. The bombs totally weren't his. I don't get how people can just fix this in their mind to make them sound like they're not guilty. Like, no, those weren't my bombs. Yeah, I did write the manifesto. And then someone brings up, oh, you said you had to kill at least 12 people. And they're like, oh, no, no, I never wrote that. That's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know. What he said that he was going to do is go to the union to kill himself in order to raise awareness about Alyssa. But he did say on 2020, quote, in my mind, if anything adverse happened to Alyssa, it was a union, unquote. Once again, contradicting himself. I don't understand this, and I don't understand how some people have believed he is innocent. I've been watching the A&E show Cults and Extreme Beliefs, and I have the same problem with that show. Not the show, but like the cults. Like the leaders will contradict themselves so much, and like the things they say are just so insane that it seems no one could fall for it. But then there's people who believe it, and I just don't understand how people get sucked into this stuff. Like, I know there's a lot of brainwashing involved and stuff, but it just doesn't make, like, any logical sense. I don't know. I won't go on about that show, but it's kind of the same thing with Michael Turney talking about what he planned to do. There were then bones found in Riverside, California, right where Michael Turney said, like, she probably was, which is suspicious, but the DNA tests were inconclusive, which means we may never know if those were Alyssa's bones or not. So jumping into even more evidence now, I want to go through some of the videos on Sarah Turney's YouTube channel. Here she has uploaded audio and videos that show the guilt of her father, or at least lend some suspicion. I'm going to talk about like each video and share the audio. So I do have to say here that this is not my audio. I do not have this audio or own this audio. This was used from Sarah Turney's YouTube channel in order to spread awareness about her sister's case and lend to the guilt of her father. So her first video was on June 2nd, 2018. And it has the 27-second audio of her father telling her that if she wants answers, she needs to be at his deathbed. Be there at the deathbed, sir, and I'll give you all the honest answers you want to hear. Why aren't you giving them to me now? Because you've got them now. Then why are you making me this offer to go to your deathbed? Sarah, what are you looking for? <laughs> the next video is one published on June 8th, 2018, and it is a disturbing interaction with Mike where Alyssa calls him a pervert. This video is taken in 1997. Button. Why? 
Hit the red button now. How do you do? How do I record? Hit the red button. Yeah. On the cookie. Yeah. And Lisa is stupid moron. And Lisa's a stupid moron. Can I just say that audio freaks me out a little more than any other? Because Alyssa comes out and just says, Dad's a pervert. And I totally believe she's right <laughs> after like reading everything, going through everything. But he doesn't even acknowledge it. Um, there's a video that accompanies this audio and they're like passing a football or something along those lines and he just keeps going. He doesn't acknowledge what she said at all and then he turns it around and calls her a stupid moron. Like my dad's called me a dumbass when I get in trouble or something and then like a minute later he's like I'm sorry I love you I didn't mean it and then like I don't know it's I don't know. I think if you have a good relationship with your parents, you guys can jokingly say that kind of stuff to each other. But this wasn't like that. It just didn't have the right tone of that. The next video was published on May 11th, 2019, and it is Mike Turney speaking about Alyssa. You need to trust your memory of what you saw. You I mean, need seemingly that's the problem. And if you don't say anything, maybe there's something to that. What about? No, don't. What did he didn't say anything? He was so screwed up on drugs. I about... just thought. What about? What's his excuse? What? What does he say? That's for you to talk Well, he hasn't brought it up yet. I asked him before if he's seen anything. Please let me know because maybe I perceive one day I've turned into Jock from Dr. Jekyll from Mr. Hyde. Or however it went the other way around. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Who knows? I know many, many, many times. I cannot tell you how many times I walked your sister. Walked your sister around because she would get into somebody's medication or somebody would give him special asshole. Who kept giving her that one joke? What was his name? was the one kid kept giving your sister stuff to her bomb. And your sister would come just totally hurt. And they were sitting there with their eyes twirling around the corner. And I said, what the hell's going on now? And she was a little concerned about her son. And she hides her son, afraid I'm going to kill him. Like my sister held Jeff, afraid I was going to kill him. Kill him. Shit, but I definitely sure want to tell him to get the hell away from the family. They're stupid shit. Bringing booze to my dad after I got him dried out. Him giving Alyssa drugs like that. Alyssa tried a lot of different drugs, sir. I didn't think you did. And me, you're, you're educating me again. It's like I didn't know that Alyssa brought those two guys in the house. I remember where I went to go to that school. I didn't know she drove the car across town. I didn't know that uh, the trampoline thing that you tell me so. And that just makes me a bad parent. 
utter murder, no, honey. You're going to have to somehow resolve it in your own mind. Or meet you on your deathbed. That's, you it's just, that. it's Those just the same, words. Sarah. I'm just saying, hang around and love you. If you think there's a hereafter and there's an answer, you'll get transferred in. I mean, this is just a short drop in the bucket, Sarah. Life is. You know, some people get good cards, other people don't get good cards. So the next video is published on July 5th, 2019, but there's no audio really, so I'm not going to play it. It is of Mike Turney watching Alyssa while she's at work. If you want to see some creepy stalker shit, then please go watch this video. I cannot believe a parent would go to tape their child at work. Like, if your child's getting into trouble, I understand, like, no, I want to drop you off at work and pick you up just so you know they're there and not getting into trouble. But there's no reason for a parent to go sit in the parking lot and film their child through a window the entire time they work. After that video, there are some videos of the podcast, and once again, this podcast is available most places, so be sure to check it out. Continuing on, there's a video that was published on October 31, 2019. This was from Halloween 1989. Hi, Liz. Move out of the way a second. I got a picture, Sarah. I see you, Liz. I see Miss Piggy. I just don't want to hear. Oh. Sarah. Hey, such a little devil. We finally got the right picture. Did you have to take it up? Really the reason I put this one in here is because I've heard like Sarah talk about it before and if you hear Alyssa in the beginning she's like dad take a picture of me and then he's like I see you Liz. and he's trying to just focus on Sarah now that kind of seems like she was a little bit I can't talk seems like she was a little bit neglected by him um so I don't really know how to take that one this next one was published soon after on November 2nd, 2019, and this one is of Alyssa asking Mike to stop filming her, but he doesn't. You guys don't want pictures? And last but not least is a video published on November 2nd, 2019 of Alyssa and Mike at Disney World.
be your dog. So during this video, he is mostly filming Alyssa with a toy she got at Disney World, but he also zooms in on multiple women who are facing away from him, so he's kind of zooming in on their butts, and that's a little creepy. Once again, if you want to watch any of these videos, they're all on Sarah Turney's YouTube channel. Alright, that's going to do it for today's episode, just because... I want to stretch it out to Thursday because there will be a statement from Sarah Turney in the Thursday episode and I will go over some more details about Mike Turney and his life overall. So we will finish up this case on Thursday with part three. I hope part two gave you more information and more insight into the case and that you will be an advocate for Alyssa in this case as well. If you post anything or share anything, the hashtag is justice for Alyssa, and it is a hashtag that is very big in the true crime community right now, and that's wonderful. Remember to go listen to Voices for Justice podcast, and go follow Sarah Turney on Twitter because she posts a lot about this case. Also, gotta add a little self-promo. Remember, our Patreon and website will be linked in the description. And follow us on Twitter at Great Unsolved. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.